I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 21st of July, 2013, this is Casually Hardcore. I am the unwounded gnomewise. I'm Eyelight. <laughs> I'm Daxa. And I'm Grail. And the reason I added that adjective to the beginning of my name is my spouse is not unwounded. Yeah, I'm fine. You were assaulted viciously and heinously directly before airtime. You were assaulted by a falling tripod. Yes. You were assault- assaulted by scripted television. Yeah, well. <laughs> so why were you staggering through the door here three minutes to, sh- to air? Do tell. <laughs> She has an excuse. What's yours? I was watching Arrow, and it was really close to ending, and I needed to finish the episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hang on a second. I only have seven more minutes to go. I know. I was like, honey, two more minutes. Yep. Two more minutes. <laughs> yep. Two weeks. Well, yep. I figured I heard about it at Comic-Con, and I wanted to, you know, check out the show, and I purchased it on Amazon, and I started the season, and now I'm halfway through. So, it's, yeah. Oliver Queen is your babe, huh? Well, <laughs> Barrowman's in there, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Oliver's in there more, though. I don't care. Uh, Bar- Barrowman, his presence is implied, if, if not. If not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of really good actors in it. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's Shakespeare. That's not what you're looking for. No, but it's but it's really, I mean, it's really entertaining, and the actors are great, and it's caught my eye, and I've gone through, what, 14 episodes in, like, three days, so I guess it's pretty good. That's something <laughs> that's that's right enjoying it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, what, 4.3 episodes a day. It's kind of nice. At least one of the days you did five episodes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I <laughs> came in I, I sat through a couple of the episodes, and my main takeaway... He was on the island for five years. Yes, right. Five because years. How many years he was he states on the island? That every oh, time he talks years. about the island, he's always like, "I was on that island for five years." And it's like, "Really? How long were you there?" Five, five years. years. <laughs> Got it. Like he always qualifies it with that. Yeah, but wasn't he on the island like with Deathstroke for? Five he was years? with everybody he apparently. Apparently, like, yeah. there's like fifteen hundred people on this damn island that he was on. So, every time I look, there's like, who are these people? That's a flashback. He's on the island still, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, there's new people. Yeah, there. Like, yeah. Oh I, I mean, there was so it was just lost. Sort of. There's a backstory going on lost. with that, and I think it's going to be connected back to Malcolm, which will, which is you know the main evil guy. And by the way, Barrowman plays a really nice evil guy. He's pretty solid um but yeah so I, everything and she's actually be... talking about his acting yeah yeah that too yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So, Grail, with this revelation, I have a drop-in for you. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Yep. <laughs> to start drinking heavily. It's a good show. It's good characters, uh, and they have good, yeah, good actors was, in the shows. It was worth watching. Yeah, definitely. So, no, it got me. It roped me into some episodes on the TV the other day, so I can't really oh, yeah, no. throw <laughs> stones yeah, terribly no. hard. No. What did you get wrapped into on the TV? A couple episodes of Arrow. Oh, oh okay. All right. Never mind. Um. Because why? Because John Powerman is hot. He wasn't in the episodes of that. Oh, yeah. oh, well then, see, you obviously weren't watching the best of the episodes. You were not watching the best of the episodes. Oh. Hmm, apparently not. <laughs> so. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not that steeped in the DC lore, so I know I'm missing stuff. Because I know there's, a, there's significant characters on the island there with him who are like well-known characters from the DC universe, and I know I'm missing them, the, the significance of some of the masks yeah. that the guys are wearing. Do you know how much I know about the... This whole arrow situation. Uh, you know that the guys. What's are in hot. the TV show? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, it. I, I, did, I didn't even uh, know the guy's name. I mean, I was just like. I had to point out Deathstroke too. Yeah, because I'm uh, like, that looks like Deathstroke. She's like, I have no idea who that person. Is. I'm like, well, I'm just guessing. That looks like his mask. So I'm thinking that's Deathstroke. And, yeah, but I don't know anybody else. No I'm clue. Just think Deadpool without the super healing factor, and you got it. Sorta. Yeah. And, just and, and the craziness. He doesn't yeah. have the crazy yeah. either. So. No, he's, he's he's cold. But he is, uh, yeah, he is a mercenary. Oh, big time. So I think the requisite amount of time has passed for us to acknowledge our oh, producer, yes, right. of course. Nay IRC rep in the IRC, the one and only Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. Didn't, if, didn't we fire him last week? I thought we did. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we fire him? Wasn't he like... We need Reginald kind of drop a, like, Kind of a... a, a Donkey in the uh, IRC. <laughs> without, the, without the singing? Yes. Without uh, the humming. No, it's like the cat mm-hmm. came back the very next oh, day. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. So, no matter how many times you try to cut, cut off it off. one head, two shall replace it. Yes, of course. Hydra. Um, <laughs> so, we had a road trip this week. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, and it was my first time road tripping in my car. So I've had the car since acquiring it. First, first big road trip. Had the car six months, seven months now, and it was the first big road trip with it, and the first time I got to drive. Like I'm going, and and I have to admit that that this car is very sneaky. This this car does not mind 95 to 100 miles an hour on the I-10. Oh, or the I-8 um, headed over to San Diego, and uh, so the trip went very quickly. Oh, that's good. In a happy way. In a, in non, a happy non way. Good. way. In a non-life-threatening, hey, why am I going that fast? Maybe I should slow down kind of a way. Um, I think that's awesome. I, I kind of like it when your car's going that fast and it feels rock solid. Damn it, missing number in the IRC. I just lost the game. So, Oh, you bastard. You made the rest of us lose the game, too. That's how it works. Um, and the show was awesome. Cool. So, if you've been watching the front page of alphageekradio.com, you are already receiving tracks from Wootstock 5.0, which was freaking awesome. And it was live streamed. We um, did get permission to live stream it nice. at the very last second. <laughs> wow. 5 a.m. the day of. Wow. And then they said, you're going to video stream it, right? Uh, the video stream was extraordinarily lo-fi. Yeah. And, and very bad. It was literally like, let's just set a webcam up and that's point it at the stage. Wow. <laughs> no kidding. Seriously. <laughs> and so, that's, so that's what we had. <laughs> the stream was somewhat ramshackle, to yeah. say the least. 
so next year we'll do it up properly. We'll come with the right gear. We'll bring our right. own bandwidth because the house bandwidth was not good. Suck. Yeah. Hilariously bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the the other sound guy commented to us that you know you actually have to work at being this bad in this day and age. Twenty first century to try to have yeah. bandwidth this bad. <laughs> not really. The, oh, he's not kidding. He was right. So, so we'll make arrangements for better bandwidth next year and full HD streaming if we can. But the that. Paul and the UAT team mm-hmm. students were there. And yep. they've got three camera coverage this time. So two from the house and one backstage camera awesome. this time. So when they are done editing that, there will be gorgeous HD video. With uh, full high-quality sound. And, and we are yeah. posting the high-quality sound now as yeah. we edit it together. Um, but it was... It was one of those, you know, you just spend four and a half hours laughing, laughing. <laughs> just nice. laughing really hard. Well, thankfully, video content was kind of uh, small this year, so we have a wealth of audio podcast content for you guys right. as well. So just keep your eye on the Alpha Geek Radio the- feed. There's already seven or eight tracks up there, including the all-important and, as usual, one of the high points of the evening, story time with Will, right. um, including the stories of uh, Skunk Tower Defense and Geek God Parenting and YOLO. And uh, spicy dick milk. Well, which was is the subtitle of Skunk Tower Defense. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Um, My dick is on fire. Okay. Yeah. Little Actual message. List, little message from your brain. Hey, your dick's on fire. Oh, awesome. That was what my brain told me. Ah. Then I argued with it for a minute. <laughs> There's no smoke here. What are you talking about, brain? Brain said, "Wait for it." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's very funny. Nice. It's just about suburban lawn care, ultimately. And it's and it's it's Will Wheaton. He just, you know, is an excellent, excellent storyteller. Mm, Yes. uh, And they had some really good, again, the usual suspects in terms of of performances. And Patrick Rothfuss did a, a. one of the sort of video dependent did a reading of his new... It comes across beautifully on audio, though, because yeah. he reads it so creepily. He write, he's done picture books of... Mm-hmm. Picture book fairy tales not for children. So it has all the trappings and the cute pictures of, right. of a, a child's board book. And, and a parent childlike story initially... And then you realize that it's not the story you thought you were reading. He does a whole reading of it, and then... Just down, that one's already been posted. Hmm. It's the no. story of the princess and Mr. Whiffle. Yep. Yeah. The adventures of the princess and Mr. Whiffle. See, I can't listen to that yeah. stuff. It cuts into my arrow time. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Maybe when I'm done. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's in the queue. Yeah. So, so we, we did have fun. Most of Act um, 1 has been posted. I'll work on Act 2 uh, today. Nice. nice. And there was a, uh, a really nice uh, cold open that they did. Um, and I'm... Is spoiler alert, not that, you know, no, it's already seriously. Out there. And we're not going to have this one on audio because it's highly visual. Right, joke. right. So they're singing there, Right Like the Wind, about George, George R. 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 Martin. Uh-huh. Right, right Like the right Wind. Yeah. Yep. And um, George R. R. Martin comes out on stage. Nice. <laughs> takes the guitar away from Storm, drops it on the ground, smashes it <laughs> under his feet, turns around, and then Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman comes yeah. walking out on stage. And makes them apologize and tell them that George R. R. Martin is not their bitch. Right. And can write at his and own George pace. George R. R. Martin is not, not our bitch. bitch. 
And it was it was really funny. Again, highly visual with this big old Santa Claus, yeah. George R. Yeah. R. Martin, standing in the back with his arms crossed, all mad, looking at Paul and Storm as their hand, you know, heads you know, down. Papa George in all his glory you know? with his wacky hat and everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, out he comes. Uh, Adam Savage did another very funny story um, Mm -hmm. talking about his kids. And he did both Will Wheaton and Adam Savage had two of their children with them. Mm. One of their kids with them, each of them. (laughs) We're having a little bit of fun with that. Yeah. You're not allowed to tell your brother about this. Yeah. Of course, I've just told the Internet, so I'm not entirely (laughs) certain how I'm going to keep it from your brother. (laughs) So a wealth of good content for you. And uh, the good news is we should have a, a robust... Uh, and well fleshed out and actually well thought out uh, streaming plan for next year now that we know we're allowed to do it. So yeah, here's seriously. hoping that Woodstock 6.0 gets scheduled quickly like and cool. And then hopefully and we'll be coming to you guys with a massive fundraiser to say send us on Joko Cruise Crazy because we're like a millimeter away from getting permission to go on that and record all that as well. Oh, oh. wow. However, so. you got to pay for a freaking cruise to do it. That's not like driving for one day to San Diego. Right. Right. We can pull off real easy. Yeah, although I will say that the two-star hotel <laughs> was $270 for, for one night. night. <laughs> for it's Comic-Con. Yeah. One oh, night. We're too yeah. close to Comic-Con. Yeah. Of course, of course. It was, it was literally the, it was literally the okay, first day of Comic-Con. Okay, who do we know Comic-Con. that lives out there? <laughs> We're going to visit you next year. Wow. I, I, was, I was sitting there going, uh, Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And luckily it was like a clean hotel. Yeah, no, it was, it was a travel lodge. But it was, yeah. yeah, was, was a two-star It was fine, little, but it definitely you know, wasn't $270. Oh, fine. Yeah. Exactly. And it's one of those travel lodges because it was on Hotel Circle. And it's one of those that you walk into and on the little desk... That's you know the very basic desk that comes in here. They've got all the security warnings. Do not open your door to strangers. Do not allow. And it's like and you're just, it's like reading the security warnings. What and part I'm like, of town are we in? No, not kidding. the good one apparently. I'm Ew. like, oh righty then. So that's the story, well, ladies and gentlemen. We risked our lives right. to bring you <laughs> this bootstock coverage. <laughs> and Will Wheaton <sighs> did tweet the address. Yes, I got um, I got some my nerd bucket list. I got retweeted by Will Wheaton. There you go. Nice. I can die a happy nerd now. Nice. <laughs> Well, one of his bucket list items. Well, Did he kiss are, you? The so rest of them involve you, didn't you check and the, the trapeze. And we're not going to discuss that on air. I they will come. Uh, what? I'm I wasn't sorry. listening. I, I was miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you people? What are you doing in my living room? I'm thinking it involves Will Wheaton. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. Um, That's the nerd oh, bucket list. There's, there's so the retweet yeah. right there. <laughs> Only if Anne gives him permission. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She'd be the one taking the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Implied permission. Yeah. <laughs> she did say, give you a little, a little preview. He, he, yeah. Part of his storytelling involved his wife. Basically saying, I ran into the bedroom where my wife was basically avoiding me, yelling, My dick is on fire! My dick is on fire! And as a testament to what living with me has done to my wife, her response was, Oh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They must have a hell of a relationship. <laughs> it's got to be awesome. Are you mm-hmm. kidding? But yeah, so we've got. Um, I would you know as, as much as I would love to do. Um, Joko Cruise crazy budget budgetary restrictions, especially considering what Nerdtacular and Woodstock have have taught me is the venerable Dell XPS laptop that Stein. has served us well Ugh. for these seven years. I mean, this thing is not young. Nope. I mean, the Intel Extreme processor has given this thing legs 
you know, far longer than it ever should have had. Yep. But this thing is reaching the end of its useful life. It so is dying, yeah. It's got a significant... And especially when... We, if we're going to replace this thing, I want to make the move to video, which involves a... Beefier. A beefy machine. It involves three yeah. more cameras. It involves right. like $500 worth of, of broadcasting software. So... Expect the fundraising uh, in the future. In the, in the <laughs> very near future. At some point in the future. Well, at Nertacular, I met with the representative from Doghouse Systems because Doghouse Systems uh, sponsors a lot of the Frog Pants shows. And every year at Nertacular for the last three years, they've given away one of their premier gaming laptops, which oh. I desperately wanted to win every year because it is mwah, so <laughs> close. <laughs> failed to win it again this year. Dang but, it. I gotta rig the system. That's somehow. our whole. Yeah, it's our whole plan. Really? I know. <laughs> our whole plan is to win a system. Yeah. There, it's like they, winning the lottery. They do prize apocalypse, and they do all the drawings, and you're basically rooting to not win any of the smaller prizes. Right, right. Some smaller prizes are pretty damn nice too. You're like, I don't want to win that, and then, but then you get to the end, and I didn't win the laptop again. Darn it! And I also didn't win any. Wish of the I got small. a small prize. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but I. Uh, I'm communicating with Doghouse Systems to see if perhaps they would like to sponsor us yeah. in the form of maybe discounting right. one of their laptops right. to us, which we could then fundraise the difference for and uh, trade some advertising to them. So we'll see how that all pans out. I doubt I don't wield, we don't wield the kind of clout where we can say, Doghouse Systems, give us a $2,000 laptop. Chop, right, chop. right. Not going to happen. It'd be nice, but I doubt it. In yes. my most moist of dreams. But mm. um, they are uh, receptive to the idea of, of not charging, charging us full price. price for That's always nice. Good. That and works. If you've, yeah. never, if you've not taken a look at Doghouse Systems, they are what alien, Alienware used to be before Dell destroyed them. Oh, okay. So, DoghouseSystems.com. There's your, there's your free promo there. <laughs> and I know you're listening. <laughs> Indeed. So look for that in the future because yeah, that poor, poor broadcast rig is starting to cough a bit. And <laughs> uh, really, guys? Yeah. So it was, it was a fun trip. It was a short one-day turnaround. Uh, we probably crashed out around 2.33 o'clock in the morning, got up around 9, headed, Trump, back, Trump to, home. Yeah, headed back to Phoenix, and uh, have essentially been kind of hanging out since then, trying to get all the weekend stuff done and everything. But you know, real life was waiting for us. That was the, oh yeah, that was the you know work 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 work. Well, quick what, road trip to San Diego, Woodstock, yay! Well, and road trip home. During all now this, Comic Con's been happening, so there's yes. no shortage of news items. Yeah, yes. been a oh my god, on. there's Comic-Con. tons of stuff yeah. at Comic Con. All the announcements that and uh, PAX Australia also is going yeah. on right Australia. now. It just kicked mm-hmm. off. So there's a yeah there's All like every site love to be. is just 500 videos of con costumes and stuff yep. like that so yeah it's a I, lot going on. I will say that just walking near Comic Con, oh, sure. oh, yeah. you, you had lots of costumes and cosplay sure. going by and some of the really great T-shirts going by and just really you know wonderful wonderful geek culture. Oh yeah, I just love it. Now we had uh, we met. Uh, Bill Duran from Punished Props uh, at Nerdtacular because we had a spare ticket for him. Hmm. And he had intended to do the Mark 42 Iron Man armor, yeah. mm-hmm. battle damaged, and he didn't get it all done. So he did the bit um, from when he's summoning the, the chunks to him. Yeah. So he had the one arm, the arc reactor in his chest, and one foot. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's funny. And it looked awesome. Yeah. It. And he's, he did all the facial hair up to right. the 
Yeah. Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. But yeah, he had the full uh, the full forearm with yeah. the repulsor and everything. He punishedprops.com. Check it out. He does really gorgeous work. He does replicas and original stuff. And he's uh, more than a year out from making the break and doing that as his living. Okay. And it's, it's going well. But if you have a yeah. love for uh, movie replicas or just really good sci-fi weaponry and fantasy stuff, check him out because he's good people and uh, does... I wish I were like one one million for that talent. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make anything. Right. You know, like carpentry, that kind of stuff is completely foreign to me. And he just nails it. Nice. So... That's a Iron Man nailed it costume. Yeah, I was looking through Pinterest the other day, and I'll I'll, I'll tweet it or something. Yeah, for your for your <laughs> enlightenment, it's a, an Iron Man costume made out of crepe paper and construction. Yeah, paper. <laughs> <laughs> with a construction paper gold mask. That's so awesome. No, that's yeah. a gimp mask. Is it's it's just like... and, it's, and it's taped together yeah. with clear tape. That's so cool. <laughs> so, anyways. That's... I... Wrong. I'm I sorry. have way too much time on my hands. No, really. That's, that's arrow. Huh? <laughs> no, I think. I mean, again, it's like if you're gonna not, if you're gonna have a chinzy Iron Man costume, you might as well go a hundred percent chinzy. Like make it as just god awful as possible, because then you get posted everywhere. Yeah. Like that, you can't be in between. You can't just be like, eh, that kind of sucks. That's not good enough. If you're gonna suck, you might as well suck all the way. Suck, 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 like, suck, 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 suck. That's right. I thought yeah. your thing was always to suck less. Isn't you should what you be. Tell people, yeah, that you should, well, be. That's, that's, you should suck more. Yeah, that, well, that is yeah. the mantra. But the reality is, if you're gonna suck, no matter what, go for the guts. Yeah, so yeah. that's true. Because you you hit that like divide where it suddenly becomes no, was, cool. Actually, <laughs> suddenly becomes humor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've gone. Yeah. You've gone over the advice I actually got. From my martial arts instructor was whatever you're doing, do it. Right. So if you're sick, be sick. If you're running, be running. running. <laughs> Just be you know. Yeah. Be in the moment. Yeah. Give, give whatever, whatever you're doing you're your doing. maximum attention. Right. right. So right. if you're sucking. Suck. Suck. Just go all the way. <laughs> Just go for it. Just Own go it. go Own for it. singularity yeah. levels of sucking. Yep. She's created a black hole. Um, suck to blow. So I just, yeah, I, I, I think that's interesting. That's one of the things that I like would like to do more of. So it's interesting that you bring that up. That uh, what, suck? suck more. I was oh, no, no, the sensei paying more attention. You guys are shits. You know that. <laughs> you just handed that one that on one. a platter. I mean, I don't know. All right, I'll be over here. Jesus. Wow. Sucking less, apparently. Or sucking more. Who yeah. knows? Talk All about right. owning Whatever. it. <laughs> oh, you got to feel sorry for that guy. Yep. Yep. All right, I sent out the tweet so people can actually look at the picture and know what we're talking about. There here. you go. But, yeah. Oh, boy. There is that. Yeah, good stuff. No, what did we do? We didn't do much this weekend. Oh, we went Arrow. to see the pubes play. Yes, lots of Arrow. But yeah, She was watching Arrow. Um, but uh, let's see. I, I've started my Skyrim mod project. So Oh, really? Yeah, so this is going to take me a while, unfortunately. Because Nexus, for You've some reason, Skyrim... Bug. No, I, well, I mean, I got the, the um, Dragonborn DLC from the Steam Summer Sale. So okay. I was like, okay, let's remod. I'm going to reset up my Skyrim. It's going to be awesome. And... It's just, it's lengthy, especially with Next, Skyrim Nexus just going god-awful slow today for whatever reason. It's just taking a long time to get the, the various stuff, but you got to organize it and figure out and if it's compatible, and so I'm going about it like 
really a lot more organized this time than I did last time, where I just kind of threw a bunch of stuff on there and went, okay, that broke the game completely. Uh-huh. Let me delete, reinstall. And so I'm, I'm Do over. trying to be a little more, you know, actually like buy, backed up my entire vanilla install so I can just restore that anytime I need. So Good plan. Did all, did all that type of stuff. So it's taking, taking some time. Um, you know, today is the last day of the Steam Summer Sale. No! It's an, Get it while you can. It's an encore sale. So, and actually, we have our call-in topic. Mm-hmm. I picked this one because this has been interesting to follow. Which our call-in topic is basically, are you willing to, or have you done already, paid for a game that's in an alpha state? Or in some of these cases, in a pre-alpha state. Yeah. And I think we've seen this with like Kickstarter, where you get like maybe alpha access if you back a project. Now it's gone a little farther with the green light gaming on uh, Steam, where they've green light projects, and they basically start putting them up on the store. And then this year, in the Steam summer sale, they had a lot of games on there. You're like, oh, that looks cool. I've never heard of this. And you go in, and I started reading things like on Reddit in the video game sales discussion, and they're like, this thing's in an alpha state. Like, it breaks all the time, or it's not optimized. The FPS is terrible. And you had two real distinct camps form of people saying... You're basically getting in now. The price is probably going to go up. The the developers are constantly patching the product. It's really good to be in there. First, the others going. These games should never be included in the Steam Summer Sale. Right. These are not real games. And some like one of them, the uh, Kerbis um, space program, space program, space program. is. Uh, is basically in that state. It's it's a little bit more refined than some of the other ones they had as daily deals. But I mean, the that space program one was one of their featured like for the twelve days games. And it's an alpha. And it's in basically an alpha state. So and I mean, Prison Architect was another are, good one. Are too. you actually reporting bugs to it, or is it? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you can. It's not. Uh, I don't think they have it built in to be like, oh, fill out a bug report as you're playing. But obviously they have forms and stuff like that that you can go and say, hey, I ran into this, this issue. So it, but I'm, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that many games. Uh, Prison Architects, Star Forge. There was a number of games that came out that I was just like, give us money. And Holy you can play crap. A broken and game. Like, you saw people like just throwing fits about did, this. Did you not read what you were buying? Right. Buyer beware. And that, that was the, the comment usually given back to did them. Did you not is, see the word alpha yeah. in large caps? And well, a lot of people were saying, what, why is this even included right. in the sale? Why I didn't, is, ex- I didn't yeah. read it very closely because I didn't ever expect that anyone would attempt to put right. an alpha product in a sale. Yeah. So it's really, the, you know, and that, there's a few I debated on. I was like, God, I don't know if I really want to jump into this because I really got burnt out on like beta testing. Yeah, right. yeah, Especially MMOs. Sure. I'll never beta test an MMO again, ever. <laughs> You're all used up, huh? ever. That I'm w- done. No, yeah. because it's, it's one of those things you just realize. Like, if I beta test this, I'm going to do this exact same thing when the game launches. This exactly. Sucks. And then I'm and I'm not going yeah. to enjoy it as much and it's now suck, as it's beta. So, so I mean, maybe that's a little different for a single player game or a non MMO game, but still, it's one of those like I don't know. I have such a backlog of games right now that I don't know if I could even dedicate my time to a game that is in that state. However, at the same time, it's like, well, if it's a good price, mm-hmm. the fact that I have this huge backlog, I might get to it for like half a year, and maybe by then it'll be out of alpha and be a useful game to me. So I'm, I'm really torn on this, but I'm curious to hear if people Other actually if have done jumped it. on or if they are, just feel really strongly one way or another about these games being uh, out there and available. For purchase, and some of them were, you know, twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe at the sale price they were like thirteen, fourteen, but still, that's you know a little chunk of change. 
is, it, is the idea though that 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 pays for the game all the way through release. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're you're you've bought the game now. So you're pre you're essentially pre purchasing. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Don't you think this kind of falls along the lines of if people are willing to pay for it, other people will do it? I think it's an interesting concept. Um, and maybe it's just it's where we're at. I think, if anything, it may have spawned out a Kickstarter that people have realized, wow, people are willing to shell out a ton of money. And when we've put things in there that said, like, alpha release, they've been willing to go up to, like, a lot of money to mm. just jump in early. Why don't we just start offering our game? Everybody always wants to jump in our games early. Why don't we just start selling them in that, pr- mm. in that, in that Selling that them process. In, in that state. And it, but know. it's such a new shift because, I mean, before it was like, you know, you had to go through all these rigmarole just to get into a beta. Right. And, like, you know, fill out forms and hopefully. Here's your non-disclosure, hopefully you here's your can, non-disclosure yeah. agreement. Hopefully you, your, you know maybe get in there. Now, granted, you never paid for that, but still you, you had to go through a lot. And developers right. were really closed on that. Now they're like, hey, this game isn't even – barely built and we want and to start, start having people go in and you're going to pay us and you're going to be our testers mm-hmm. <laughs> or right. at least a, a wing of our testing good division. gig if you can get it's it it's amazing it's a it's it you know from a developer standpoint i kind of see the the you're the gonna value. Pay, you're gonna pay to be our testers basically <laughs> yeah awesome. pretty much yeah. but i mean at the same time they have to balance that against well we might turn a lot of people off if this product sucks right. and so it's it's an interesting we'll witness the war z Oh yeah, which got renamed. Yeah, yeah, that, the, the, it was stealth uh, backup yeah, on Steam. Yeah, infection, I think it's called right. now or something. Outbreak or something. And that was on sale this year. Yeah. And like, you should have seen the reddits on that. No, They're like, saying, no, warning, warning. It's just do not Z. buy it. Don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, at least they're crap. trying to they're trying to watch out for you, right? They're giving you no! Don't buy that. That sucked the first time, and all yeah. they did was give it a new name. Well, they got sued by World War Z. For the similarities, so right? They had right. To, so they quote had to yeah. change the name. How convenient! After pissing everyone off, they oh, and then we had to change the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so well. we can but I'm not keep it. Or so we can keep it going. Right. All right. That handily brings us to first breaky time, and I've got some more uh, Andrew Allen Trio, the uh, jazz music inspired by video game music. First track is Metroid: Craig's Lair. We shall return right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. And we are geeks in a gaming world. And, you know, gaming and things have been taking place. Mm -hmm. And there have been Steam summer sales and yeah. all manner of fun things. A, a couple of, not a lot of gaming news coming out of Comic-Con because we're hot on the heels of E3. And no. They, they've got, they got their own thing. And I mean, and one of our stories is actually, so Microsoft held a... Uh, Presser at Comic Con. Yep. Also, Comic Con though was the first kind of people Playable. people could go play it. Right. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that came out of Microsoft's presser at Comic Con was they didn't stick their foot in their mouths. So yeah, it was really kind yeah. of it was really yeah, kind of, which is I guess yeah. a success when yeah. you're Microsoft at this point in time. But it wasn't exactly We're basically a, cheering them for not wetting them. Right, right. It wasn't exactly Good job. the bar is low, yeah. guys. Other than the fact that a, a Make a Wish Foundation kid said, "So when's it coming out?" and they said, "Well, we don't, we can't announce that yet." It's like, man, I hope you, I hope you guys took that kid out back and said, "Hey, by the way, so this is when it's really coming out." Right. <laughs> we just couldn't tell it to the whole world, but. Like and, I, and, and I hope that, you know, maybe give them you didn't make Xbox. it so far into the future that this poor kid's not going to make it that long. Well, well, we're going to come out in 2015. You only have six months to live, but it's going to come out in 2015. Uh, Hopefully the end of that story involves him like going back to the labs and play, yeah. playing the beta hardware. <laughs> so yes, these are coming soon. Though. Yeah, that story was yeah. very meh. There wasn't a lot yeah, of I mean, there's it. some. I mean, people use some of the features, but it wasn't exactly earth-shattering use of features. I mean, basically they had a guy who played the new Killer's Instinct game for like eight hours straight. He was undefeated, and they basically used the built-in Kinect sensor to edit together. They recorded all the gameplay via that and then edited it together using that. So basically all in one station to put up a video of, of this guy's performance. Well, that's one of the big features of, both, of both new platforms is the ability to record and right. broadcast, broadcast your, game your gaming. And, and that's great. Oh, God. It just was one of those things, though, that was like, well, all right, that, we already knew that was happening. See. Yeah, seriously. Can be turned off. Yeah, I don't. Think, I think it, you could <laughs> choose. Yeah. I'm, I'm, can I'm, you can you imagine someone wanting to see me play a game? That would be ridiculous. Be they would get so fed like, up. Detected though, and was like, "Wow, you just suck there." I, I'm posting. I'm posting this. that. Like, no, no, I don't want to post it. No, this like, is getting shared. I get, I get like performance anxiety. Adam comes into the room, and I can't shoot anything to save yeah. my life, and he's not there, and then I can kill everything. One of one of the reviewers performance anxiety yes. observed that this. Ability to record everything is has a tremendous opportunity for public shaming for oh, bad behavior. Mm -hmm. True, true. So griefers yeah, true. may be on notice of yeah. Well, you're going to be buying yourself a new gamer tag every other day. Oh, and you got got to buy a new console to get that, guys. Because yeah. the word's going to well, be out on you. It, it is an interesting take that it gets rid of the he said she said. I mean, if, if you file a complaint, it's like go to the tape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the tape. <laughs> Here's, oh, that's awesome. Here's my proof. Yeah. Bam. Um, wow. So I saw a a, uh, uh -oh. a pretty cool announcement that isn't wasn't one of the ones we picked up, which yeah. was the uh, Next Avengers. I picked this up off of yeah, Reddit that, last night. It was that's a for next, That's for Research Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it in there? I didn't see that. Well, either way. Okay. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things I was seeing, saying about Comic-Con, though, even though we're in the, the gaming segment, was Comic-Con is really putting itself... Um, out there as, as a lot more movies and entertainment. Media, sure. Oh, yeah, they they media. become a media thing ages ago. It's just the uh, 
weather. We have weather alerts here. Yes, we yeah. have a dust storm our weather our phone, alert. Our phones are all going. <laughs> all our phones are going off. Weather warning, warning. <laughs> yeah. So if we drop off the air. That's why. So, so don't I mean, drive. Don't drive. Don't drive. Other than that, I mean, you had. I mean, I guess the graphics for Desert Rising Three looked really, really nice. Um, some smart glass interaction between games. Again, this is all stuff we kind of already knew was gonna. It was gonna do. It's cool. I guess it's great. It worked. Um, but nothing, nothing too else major came out of that. Yeah. It was a flash flood warning. This area, yeah, yeah, Yay. yeah. I, I got mine right before you got yours. Yeah. At which point we thank say, you, National Weather Service. I know, huh? <laughs> thank you for keeping us safe. And then there was a kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so the other, the other one, the picturing actually, the water. The other um, interesting article in there was the E3 booth, the breaking down of how much it costs to have a booth in E3. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yes. Never mind Comic-Con. No. It, well, and this, the thing with this one is they... I swear to God, I didn't plan that mm. as a cry for help from the, from the broadcast rig. <laughs> that was really hilarious, actually. For those of you playing the podcast download game, the uh, rig just hard locked and reset probably from overheating. So... If you're hearing fan noise in the background, it's because I've cranked them up to maximum. <laughs> maximum fan-age. Go! <laughs> maximum blow, okay? <laughs> maximum blow. That was hilarious, too. Well, it's just, just the timing of, uh, oh, we've all got our weather warnings. Apparently there's a flash flood coming out. <laughs> and glub, glub. we're dead. Yeah. Glub, glub, glub. Yep. So, no, we, we did not float away. Uh, the broadcast rig just... Boom. So yes. we were talking about Xbox One. Well, I think we moved to the. Uh, no. We were going to start talking about the, the E3 booth cost. Booth right. cost, right? Exactly. Or other words, screw you, indie developers. Yeah. <laughs> you are not wanted here. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, it was uh, semi-formal studios, and they spent. Now this was cutting corners. They spent a hundred thousand dollars on their booth. Mm-hmm. 30,000 of it was to buy the smallest space available, which was 600 square feet. Right. And they actually had a gentleman there. So instead of going with the people who build booths, they had a guy come in and build their booth for them because they were getting quotes like 80,000 up to 250,000 just to build their booth. Well, to make a to make a booth they could tear down and redeploy. You know, there's a whole industry of conference booths. That are meant to collapse down and be transported by airplane. So they just, they just hired like a carpenter to come in and build. build they a booth. prop maker. Yeah. Well, they had him yeah. build it and, and then they shipped it was, there. They rented a truck truck and brought it themselves. Yeah, and it was only thirty thousand dollars, so right. they saved only. a ton of money there. Well, compared but, to yeah. eighty to two fifty. Well, it was interesting. Yeah, the reasons for the they said that they actually went to all these different companies that built booths. They even went to like museum uh-huh. builders, and the, they said a lot of them gave them literally the reason is if you want an E three booth, you pay E three prices. prices. Yeah. yeah. Like, where there's no reason for the cost, we just know it's E3 and we can charge up the, you know, yin-yang for it. $270 travel lodge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What the market will bear. Exactly. So that, and actually their point was that, you know, indie titles can't show. Need not apply. Well, there was a whole story of the Ouya people who rented some space in front of the conference center and the organizers of E3 kept moving their trailers in front yeah, of the... they kept trying, trying to, to block, block them, them off. off. Yeah. Total dick moves. Yeah. Ooh. It was like, we have every right... They called the cops on, and the cops came out, and the yeah, guys were like, our papers are all completely in order. Right. Police said, have a very nice day. 
So the next day, or later that day, some tractor trailers mysteriously got moved from one part right. of the parking lot to right in front of the Well, apparently E3 rented the space in front of the right. space that you yeah, rented. Rented the space and then moved the Who then went and rented the space in, in front, front of, of the tractor oh trailers and put up big signs. And it, yeah, it was ridiculous. But, I mean, just, just the, the move of, I can understand, okay, call the police, make sure that these guys have a legitimate right to be here. That should have been the end of it. Yeah. For E3 to go, the organizers of E3 to go to the extra step of renting the extra space and shoving trucks there, just, I mean, what possible threat? What, what? Can the indie companies? Right. Can, yeah, I have no idea. What was their motivation for even doing that other than pure corporate, I'm big, you're small spite? Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Well, we felt that Look, way. making the industry look good. Yeah. Well, one of the things uh, with uh, semi-formal when they did the spoof thing the neat thing that they did was that they basically held a fan-voted contest um, and got 10 indie developers into their E3 booth and kind of let them set up right next, set to, up it. Right next to them. Yeah. Awesome. So that was really sweet. Using their powers for good. Exactly, yep. using your powers for good. So that was really nice. But yeah, 100000 and that was cheap. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Now here are the, the small, like the webcomics creators constantly lamenting Comic-Con, where if yeah. they have a really good year, lots of people come buy swag from them, it's, it's merely a break-even proposition for them. Mm-hmm. And most conventions, that's where they make a lot of their money, right? because it's direct sales to their fan base, so I will sketch for you, you'll give me money, or I will sell you my t-shirt directly right. and get to keep a little bit more of the profit, and San Diego has turned it into no... It's merely a promotional opportunity, and you should be happy yeah. that you're getting exposure like this. And no, no, you will. We will eat all of your profits. Right, right. Which is why I think that also is some of the reason that that one's changed its focus so much because well, because they start playing. It. They start playing with the big boys. Yeah, and the Disney's of the world come in with the pockets, and they say yes to everything. So you want to charge us for that? Sure, here you go. You want to charge us more for that? Fine, we can handle that. And it's it's trivial for them to drop. You know, a couple extra hundred grand on the whole thing because it's just a marketing expense for them. Yep. Meanwhile, and so the organizers are going, hey, money, 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 money. Right, right. And the little guys are like, um, we can't repel firepower of that magnitude. Um, and screw you. Which is, again, another reason why PAX is such a great convention. They have a space just for indie developers. Yep. I mean, they have their PAX 10. And and some of the best damn stuff. Comes from there. there. I mean, one of the most fun I had was watching a girl play that game at PAX with the little wand where you had to go really slow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That silly one. Yeah. It was so silly, but it was such a great little indie game. It was a lot of fun. We had a blast watching people just try to attack each other. You know, it was kind of neat hiding the little ball behind them. Right. And it was great. Yeah. Hiding the ball. Yeah. Had to hide the ball. Can't let anyone touch your ball. Right. Don't touch the ball. Would you please just one get the snitch? (laughs) 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 Just once. Catch the snitch, damn it. Ah, yes. Uh. Quidditch has a euphemism for sex. Right. Here's a hint. The snitch is a lady part. But anyway. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Could also be a male that. part yeah. when you think about it. But <laughs> No, because no, no part of the male anatomy is elusive and hard to pin down. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, it is. And small. <laughs> yes, small. it is. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Fast moving. <laughs> Moving on. I'm uh, like, I'm running out of anatomy. Did you ever take anatomy? No, just yeah. kidding. 
Concerned. Anyway. So, um, second Atari. Yeah. Again. Uh-huh. Not that Atari is a thing anymore, because two two bankruptcies ago it just became a name. Right. Right. And it remains just a name, but. Wargaming and Stardock Entertainment obtain Atari franchises at bankruptcy auction. Yeah, I mean, Again, maybe they put up too many uh, E3 booths. Or I something, guess but, just uh, a few, few too many. Yes. Yeah. At, at five hundred thousand apiece, which is what they cost yeah. if you're not careful, according so to that article. From Game Informer, Atari is currently in the process of filing for bankruptcy. They're in line behind Detroit. Right. Um, <laughs> and much like THQ. It is auctioning off its assorted assets. Yeah. Some of the sales have been established, but unapproved. More are expected to occur in the coming weeks. So, well, But the big big ones here are um, Wargaming World Limited, which does World of Tanks, Did move. is right now, they're, well, they're ch- not only Masters of Orion, which is a, you know, the landmark 4X space game, uh, also is getting Total Annihilation. Which has not been seen. The, the, the granddaddy. Yeah, of, uh, I mean, of obviously, uh, Supreme Commander was a follow-up to that spiritually, but not really a an actual sequel to Total Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Um, other big ones: Star Control, old space kind of quasi real-time shooting things with spaceships versus role-playing game, especially Star Control Two. It was an incredible game. Got picked up by Stardock, which does things like Sins of a Solar Empire. Uh, Fallen Enchantress as well. So, interesting groups going out there, and some of their games have already just been picked up. Nordic Games picked up Darksiders, Red Faction, and uh, MX vs. ATV. So, Darksiders being pretty much the jewel there. Yeah. So it's good. I mean, at least at least when these are happening, people are able to go out and grab some of the IPs. Unfortunately, this bankruptcy also caused the big rift between uh, Atari and Bean Dog Entertainment yeah. or Entertainment, which. Uh, did the uh, Baldur's Gate enhanced version? Yeah. And now, now all development has ceased, and all the yeah they can't patch it right. <laughs> because Aww. of this lawsuit between the two. And the only place that right now you can buy it at, as I understand it, is Steam. And like the profits sharing is really terrible, and they can't patch it. And we don't know if they're going to see an enhanced edition of Baldur's Gate two because of this lawsuit right now. So a lot of people, again, you know, as you research things that go on sale, because it was in the Steam Summer Sale, people are like, "Well, understand if you buy this, You're it as is, is as is, and there is no support, and possibly no, no future more support. Yeah, we so, prevented from patching this. Yeah, cause... and apparently they have the patches ready, which is just. Killing, Even worse. Killing people. You so. know it's there. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. It's ready, but you can't you don't have get it. it. You can't come. Oh, man. Uh, other games that were coming out, though, is uh, actually they renounced uh, HD remakes of Homeworld 1 and 2. See, that excites me. Because Homeworld just... I don't know. I don't know if it was the soundtrack. Oh, or yeah, it'd be a great soundtrack. The interface was awesome, and just the yeah. full, the, the free flowing three D space. It was so pretty. It was so gorgeous <laughs> for its time, and I don't know. I just I, just, I have tremendous nostalgia of the game, and I didn't actually play it all that much. Yeah, um, it wasn't one that ate my entire life. Definitely, some significantly long uh, sessions were had. Yeah, um, but just the just the the. Zoom you know, from from way out into yeah. you know, a single frigate. Yeah, just just yeah. It was that was, was a new thing at the time. Very simulator. Yeah, feel to it, and it was one of those games where I could watch people that were much better at it than me. I could just sit and watch because it was interesting to see the battles. And well, I, but I loved the ship designs and just everything. Just I don't know. It hit me in all the the happy places. Hit you in the feels, huh? Yeah, it got me right in the feels. So that's and, exciting. And having them re. re 
do it uh, with modern technology could yeah. uh, could tingle those feels again. Yeah, Woo-hoo! possibly tingling the feels. Uh, what is what kind of cover band is that? <laughs> My uh, like Tears for Fears cover band. Duran Duran. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sure. Well, we know it's not uh, um, Wham, so. No. No. <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, severe Concussion is my Wham cover band. Oh, <laughs> I would have to have one of those to listen to it. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh. come on. Wake me up. Before you go. go. <laughs> yeah, because. You've got me hanging on like a yo-yo or something like that. Something yo-yo. Makes you want to do this That was huge in the 80s. I remember it all. I remember (laughs) it. I just don't remember it fondly. Thank God I didn't have video on for that. (laughs) Mm, That is too funny. (laughs) Oh. Oh. So So, uh, the last ones, this was really interesting to me. This is one of the reasons I hate Nintendo. I don't hate them, but I think they're really stupid at times, (laughs) which is basically... Both them and there's a big tournament just happened called the Evo or Evolution Fighting Tournament. It's one of the big pro gaming tournaments. It's all fighting games, though. Right. And basically, for a long time, people keep kept asking for Super Smash Brothers Brawl to be included as a game played there. And Evo said, no, this is not a real fighting game. It's not 1v1. No, no, it's no, no. Really... And they fought against it for a long time until they finally said... We're going to hold a vote for people to ask what type of game, they would, what fighting game we would like to add to Evo, right. and it won the vote. And so they said, all right, all right. I guess there's demand for that. We're going to go in with it. And then Nintendo basically said, yeah, no, no you can't stream our game. Right, you can have it, but you, you can can't have, live but stream it. You can't live stream it. And so, and Twitter they, ignited and, at that point. Yeah, and just gave them a ton of bad press to the point they said, okay, fine, you can stream it. And it became the most popular fighting stream ever. Yep. Like, they had over 130,000 people watching the the Melee portion go down. And basically, (laughs) I mean, it was just so ridiculous to me that Nintendo just seems to, like, try... They constantly are just punching themselves in the face. Like, no, no, no! they, they, They crouch down, they take aim, they pull the hammer back, they turn the gun around and shoot themselves in the face. Yeah. Just, just terrible. Just yeah. try harder, guys. So, so frustrating to me that they, it's like, no, we don't want to succeed. We want to remain that niche market forever until mm-hmm. the next Pokemon thing comes out. I mean, that's that's it. So, but <sighs> Evo's interesting. If you're into fighting games at all, it's worth watching some of the streams because no, really you see some stuff where you're like, oh what my god, just happened. Yeah, what buttons do I have yeah. to press to make that happen on my go- my copy of the game? Exactly. Yeah, or like how that stuff the computer only could do. <laughs> like, yeah. How did that happen? So, uh, well, then uh, the people with the, the, the Twitch. Uh, Twitch nerve endings and yeah. ridiculous numbers of action per minute, and they apply that to a fighting game sort of. instead of an RTS. Like, like can you even see their fingers moving that right, quickly? Right. And could the, the micro switches in the controller possibly be that sensitive? Yeah. What are they made out of? Like titanium? Yeah. Craziness. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. <laughs> Bring me my unobtainium controller. Uh, yeah. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Oh, no, that's we're not, done. No, that's we're good. Yeah, yeah, we can skip the Monaco one. Yeah. Who cares about Monaco, honestly? I cared about Monaco, but... I cared not before enough. it was apparently cool. a pot, It's apparently you know, a pain in the butt to find games on uh, Steam, so I was like, eh, I'll skip it for now. Steam. But I digress. All right, so... Uh, Music s- break. Sorry for the uh, flash flood. Um, 
And apparently, yes, we really do need to replace this. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you think so we're not glad, lying? I'm just glad the smoke didn't come out. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did you have to tempt it that way? Knock on wood, man. Come Knock on. Knock on simulated wood grain product. All right. We shall return after a little more uh, jazz inspired by video game music from the Andrew Allen Trio. We shall return right after this. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com.
researched chaos. <laughs> Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com. Research chaos. All the goodness of, and the weirdness of the World Wide Web brought via us to you thanks to our all-volunteer research team to whom we are eternally grateful and indebted on a weekly basis. The title of the research thread this week was Who Would Win in a Fight? Lemmy or God? Okay. And contributors this week include... Well, there's actually... That was... Well, read the contributors and I'll give you some background okay. on that. Uh, Metal Mike Texas. Or Metal Mike TX. MacBit. Not to be confused with MacButt. But you could, because it's funny. Occasionally. <laughs> and he of the sexy foreign voice, Aid. Aid! Um, Metal Mike is the one that put the form title together. And right. in his, his comment, he actually said, you know, if any of the show hosts can name the movie uh, that that comes from or that's referenced to, you will win nothing. Yes. <laughs> so, I, will win so you researched team. it and you're going to win nothing? Basically. I actually looked it up because I didn't know. So I didn't know if any of you guys would have no clue. Nope. Yeah, it, it, at first I was like, oh, it sort of sounds Fight Clubish, but I know I know Fight Club back and forth. And yeah, like, no, there's no, no, no way that's not a Fight Mm-mm. Club reference. So it was from Airheads. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God, like I haven't Brandon seen that movie Brandon Fraser forever. and Steve Buscemi, and wow, they were, I guess they were talking to, uh, the the scene as it's described. I think on IMDb or wherever I found this from is that they're talking to an undercover agent about. Uh, and they're like record guys, or I don't know what the hell even the story of the movie is. But they're talking to this guy, and they go, they pose the question to him, and goes, "Well, who would win in a fight, uh, Lemmy or God?" And he goes, "Lemmy." And they go, and "He goes, oh, I mean, uh, God." And he goes, "No, wrong. Lemmy is God." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, first, let's do just a quick. Uh, tour of the avalanche of information that just just poured forth from San Diego Comic Con, and, and of course Barry else didn't know where it was from because he has nothing better to do than seriously. to watch television twenty four seven. So DC is finally looks like they're trying to make a move in the movie realm to try and challenge Marvel's dominance. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and, you know, up until now, they've really stayed in their safe zones of, you know, the Superman. So we had Man of Steel and we had the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yep. So Superman and Batman have been well revisited and beaten right. to death. And then we've had, you know, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. Not, so, not so hot. A, an ill-fated Wonder Woman TV show attempt. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's stick to stuff that actually made it to the I know. So, I so that, but then they had things like Smallville, Smallville. and Arrow. Sure, sure. Uh, which are you know, whatever you may say about their you know appeal to you know teenage audiences are fantastically successful, right? Um, and I would I would venture that you know Smallville is, is a worthy addition to the Superman canon. It certainly fleshed out a part of his life that nobody had really played with all that much. Oh before. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, how did he get from high school kid to Superman? Superman. Putting on the cape, right? Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's the chunk of his life that they focused on, they really, and they yeah. found some. Some good stories to tell in there. For sure. And good um, villains and, yeah. And, yep. Yeah. Good and, actors. And, and, you know, used, I mean, the actor that had voicing Darkseid, I can't remember his name right now, from uh, Homicide Life on the Street. Um, oh. Uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. He was, he was a perfect choice for Darkseid. Right, and, right. And, and voiced, and also uh, voiced him in one of the uh, animated 
but anyway. Okay. Um, so, of course, what do they announce? The Superman Batman movie. Right. Yes. Right. Because let's not stray away from the safe zone. Let's just cram them together into one movie. Yeah. So Zack Snyder is going to helm a Superman Batman movie. Mm-hmm. That's really all we know about it. We well, know. I well, love the, the title. Yes. Like, the article, though, is that they're doing a Superman Batman movie, but that's not the big news. Right. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. You tell the big news. Okay. okay. So the big news was is that Snyder then brought out Man of Steel actor uh, Harry <laughs> Lennox, who was General Swanwick, to use his cool voice to read the following piece of dialogue. I want you to remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat I want you to remember the one man who beat you. Okay, and that's a line straight out of The Dark Knight Returns. Right. right. So this, and that was like the quintessential, if you're a Batman fan, yes. you know Frank Miller's interpretation, without right. a doubt. And if you're a Batman fan, you, that was the moment where it pivoted from Superman being the man in mm-hmm. the universe to Batman being the man. Right. Because he kicks the crap out of Superman. <laughs> now, with the help of thermonuclear detonation. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. He kicks the crap matter. out of Superman. He still beats him down. Yeah. But he finally, and also it finally showed Superman having a flaw, overconfidence. Right. And it finally, it finally brought that aspect to his care. So I think it was a good thing for Superman as well. Yeah. But it was the moment in comics where you're like, oh, my God, my favorite hero can beat the one that anybody that was a Superman fan would be like, oh, Superman would just blow up Batman. There would be no, no problem at all. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> I got proof. Well, <laughs> this is a moment when technology demonstrates itself yeah. superior. Well, the, and Miller did a good job of framing mm-hmm. the story to get Superman to a place where Batman could conceivably right. Oh yes, him. absolutely. He had him at the heart of a you know, multi-megaton explosion, mm-hmm. cut off from the sun by all the dust, right. barely recovering from that. And Batman uses every resource yeah. at his beck and call. He's wearing freaking power armor. He synthesizes synthetic kryptonite. This book has been out for about two decades. Right. So, yeah, so spoiler no, alert. No spoilers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's Oliver that shoots the kryptonite at him. Yeah. Right. One-armed Oliver at that right. moment. One-armed right. Oliver. Um, but, so he was kryptonite. He's, he shocks the hell out of him with the entire Metropolis or the uh, Gotham power grid. Yeah. Um, I mean, he does everything he, under but, the sun but, to drop but, him. It, but it works. But it, he yeah. does drop Superman. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's an epic scene in battle, and it's, and it's yeah. iconic from the Bet, the Dark Knight Returns right. series. So, but that also implies that that's what they're using as their source material. Yeah, well, and, and it, he says so. Yeah. Well, he said well, it won't be an adaptation of the graphic novel, but it will be inspired by it. And then and that's, I have a problem with that. Well, and that's, that's where my favorite line came from in this article. The crowd lost their shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a problem with that? Because of where... Dark Knight Returns happens. It happens in the future, in the yeah. fairly distant future, yeah. mm-hmm. where you know Batman is pushing seventy, seventy-five years old at that point. He's, he's pretty old, yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely you know past his way, way past his yeah. prime. Um, and it's in a post, you know, it's in a Mad Maxi kind of a future world. Mm-hmm. So they're going to jump ahead to that, or they're going to somehow. And, and so well, much no, of what happened no, in Dark Knight Returns... just says expired, inspired yeah. by it. So all they're basically saying is we're going to probably put the conflict in between Batman and Superman because they have such 
different views on how to be a hero and well, how how to bring the, about the boy good. scout and the vigilante right but i mean i'm saying i think that's what they mean by inspired and i mean the fact that we're reading this line also seems like they're going to go at each other if right. that's the line you're basically previewing this mm-hmm. with you're previewing the fact that at some point in the movie they're going to have a throwdown a throwdown throw throw over mm-hmm. over something yeah well and and the fact that it says it's inspired it could be that because they don't want to do it in the future, it the story they're going to take the right. story, but do mm-hmm. it maybe modern time. Yeah. Well, and, and so I mean, you never know. And unfortunately, you know, with the passing of Heath Ledger, they'll either have another actor, or they won't be able to do the bit where the, the one of the sources of conflict is the right. Joker, Superman the Joker. standing between Batman and the Joker. Yeah, and basically Superman saying, "Let him go through the justice system." And this is one of the few times in the Batman canon where Batman's just like, "No, I'm going to kill him." Yeah. He's finally gone over the edge. And he's gone too far, and it's not going to fix him right, to no, have him. Nothing, you know, we've given right. him a chance, he, and he kills more. <laughs> Thousands of more people need to die before yeah. we realize that this scum needs to die. Which is kind of funny on a side note that the, that game, Injustice, Gods Among Us, right. starts with Superman ripping the heart out of the joke. Right. The heart out. Oh, wait. <laughs> Which channel is she on so I can turn that off? <laughs> She's three. It is not working. The microphone has... Everything's falling apart here today. My you goodness. Screw it all. You're like, you're turned yeah. off right now. So yeah. I have... So wait, concerns. Superman ripping the heart out of... Joker. Well, yeah. Joker? It's, in the game it's an alternate you know, reality. Uh-huh. It's an alternate Earth, but basically Joker detonates a nuclear bomb in uh, Metropolis, killing everybody, including... And including he also tricked Superman into killing Lois and his unborn child. And so basically Batman's like, all right, we got him. He's arrested. And Superman comes in like, I'm going to kill him. And Batman's like, whoa, 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 calm down. And the Joker eggs him on a little bit. And Superman basically plunges his hand into his chest. Pulls and out his heart. heart. <laughs> yeah. And that starts the game. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. good with that. And then he turns bad. Yeah. And, and then, then there's bad could, Superman. Yeah. Then you have bad yeah. Superman. And see, I really, I love the cinematic intro to DC Universe Online, which was basically the fall of the heroes. Um, it's not spoiler alert. It's, it's the, the first thing that happens game. in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is hit story Art. mode, and you will have seen the scene we just talked about. <laughs> I mean, I won't tell you how the game ends or the story mode ends, but that's the beginning. <laughs> Track one, minute one. Yeah. <laughs> this is what this is what you would describe as prologue. Yeah, the beginning. I tried to frame my spoilers, but I didn't think the beginning of the game needed that warning. <laughs> it's not like it leads to this point. It begins at that point. So, uh, Superman, Batman movie, yes. is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So, that was the one thing that DC announced, which was promptly covered in sedimentary layers of all the many things that Disney Marvel announced. Right. Yeah. And the one that... The one yeah, but that, this is a huge thing. That's, that's... Potentially huge. It's big. But it, you... Yeah, yeah. Superman, Batman. There was yeah. the rumors that they were going to announce a Flash movie as well as Justice League, but that right. did, did not materialize. I think they're going to wait and see how this... This goes. Yeah. This goes. <laughs> Let's try a team up. <laughs> because they've had so many abortive starts. Oh, sure. And, you know, if Green Lantern had been a better movie and had done well, that would have been a great, you know, foundation, just like Iron Man was for Marvel, to begin building the team movie yeah. on. But it didn't go that way for them um so big surprise for me was basically at they had the big marvel panel where they were talking about their immediate upcoming movies which are all part of what they call their phase two cinematic universe and then 
Joss Whedon snuck in, you know, kind of snuck on stage quietly, was not an announced participant, and just basically rolled a little demo or a little teaser trailer that had voiceover, just basically lines picked out of the Avengers movie that were mm-hmm. recognizable, while what people assumed at first was uh, pictures of Iron Man armor being forged mm. on the screens. It looked like you know one of one of Tony's masks that they'd done any number of montages of construction on in, in the series. And then final rotation to reveal the face of Ultron, mm-hmm. who is a major villain in the Avengers universe. Um, and then the Avengers logo, the Age of Ultron, which is a story arc within the Avengers universe that they are obviously going to be drawing upon for the next Avengers movie. Hmm. Which we thought would be Thanos. Which we thought was going to be Thanos. and they're like, But isn't. Nope. Really? So even though they showed him at the end of the Avengers he, he was, film, he was teased at he the end. There. He apparently is going to be a Phase Three villain. Oh, okay. So they're going to do the slow build. Gotcha. On mm. Thanos. So Thanos will be an aspect of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie because he has ties sure. to characters in there. Um, but the big villain, apparently, the big bad in Ultron. Avengers Two, is going to be oh. Ultron, who he's pretty tough. Which and which means that. Ant-Man has to be in there in some form because he's Ultron's creator. Right. Um, Ultron is your, your, your trope of your AI android gone insane. Yeah. Gone bad. GLaDOS. Yeah. Bad. GLaDOS in a shiny silver suit. Yeah. Version 0.01. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, but they've, 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 the Ultron story is one that has been you know, has gone away, has come back, mm-hmm. and they had all kinds of different versions of Ultron and he's one of those that just keeps returning for another dip in the, the well. The gift that keeps on giving. Right, but he but he's one of those um I wouldn't say adored, but what a, a fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, when he when it's written well and written right. I mean there's some pretty dumb Ultron stories out there too. Sure. But it's, it's I it's, think both universes have had that that robot menace or that right. AI right. menace. I mean, between him, Brainiac, right? Um, He's been, and Ultron the, basically is Brainiac. The X Men I mean, one, um, um, Nimrod, Nimrod, yeah, Nimrod. yeah, the yeah. Super Sentinel, and and they outside they of the um, they had the, <laughs> they actually named him Nimrod. Yes, yeah. yes, he's named Nimrod. <laughs> yeah, in I know. The, the, he's a lot scarier in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you just say it out loud, you're kind of like, okay, that guy kind of sounds. Well, before plain. Nimrod became this, used in this other way, it was actually out of mythology. It right. was actually pretty badass. No, I know, yeah. I know. But yeah, no. Nimrod, I always had a hard time with Nimrod being the Super Sentinel. <laughs> yeah. There also were pictures out there of a, a bust of one of the Sentinels from Days of Future Past, which mm. looks freaking gorgeous. Um, mm. Different enough to be a nice modern inter- interpretation, but had enough of a nod to the original design. There's definitely shades of, of purples in its design. Okay. Um, so, and they confirmed that Peter Dinklage is, in fact, playing Bolivar Trask, uh, just a short version of Trask, who was always pictured as being an average height guy, in the, but I think he's going to nail it. Especially when they had them in 1970s mode, because a good portion of Days of Future Past apparently takes place in the 70s. Right. And they have gone all out with the bad 70s fashion and the Sweet. mutton chops and the mustaches and the hairstyles. Oh, jeez. Nothing wrong with that. And they're, just, they're, they're like, we're going to go for it. Because this is when a lot of these comics started their ascension into popularity was in the mid to late 70s. Yeah. So they're just going to embrace it. So the, the guy who's playing Quicksilver apparently was saying, so what's your costume going to be like? He's like, very 70s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the mind wobbles. Oh, boy. <laughs> Spandex, I think, is actually going to be involved. Oh, jeez. Right? Oh, <laughs> I'm worried. 
Yeah. So, Remember, spandex is a privilege, not a right. Well, these are Hollywood actors, so I think so. they're, they're probably going to No, they, they have the privilege, okay. typically. Yeah. So, Avengers 2 now has a, a premise. But I mean, Marvel, so far, has been surprising me because I would never in a million years have called that they were going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy. Did, did anyone see that coming? Mm-mm. No. Did anyone even know who the hell the Guardians of the Galaxy even no. were? No. Because it's like you know, the, the D team. Yeah. Um, and they've decided to make that a major picture. Okay. And now instead of going with the little tickler they gave us of Thanos. Nope. Ha <laughs> ha. Sleight of hand. Ultron. Yeah. Makes you wonder, okay, then where's Thanos going to turn? I'm confused. But they have so many properties in development. Who's mm-hmm. going to turn up where? And they had, uh, uh, who's the actor who plays Loki? Tom Hilston? Oh, yeah. yes. He yeah. showed up in, in full Loki costume and in character. Wow. In Hall H. Nice. Basically saying, making people say my name. Okay. And so basically <laughs> does his whole, but you, you swear your allegiance to me. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> his whole, they did a promo for Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Which could be good, um, knowing it only from the previews. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's going to be Those interesting. Be I like the, I first Thor. the first Thor. I like the first Thor a yeah. lot. I, so, I did yeah. too. No, I liked the first Thor. I've liked all of the Avenger films. I, I've liked, I liked yeah. Iron Man. I liked Thor. I liked Hulk. I liked... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Captain uh, Captain America, yep. which I've watched like twenty three thousand times, wow. and yet they can't pull it out of my a full scene from Winter Captain Soldier. America Winter Soldier. Uh huh. Mm. And apparently, it was unbelievably freaking awesome. Yeah, it's basically Cap in an elevator that slowly fills with people that it's clear are all there to kill him. Uh huh. And and basically, it was the fight scene of nice. him just annihilating all of them, including Crossbones. Oh, cool! That's a good um, one to bring out. So. Yeah. They, uh, Cap is still 100% badass. Well, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. definitely excited because these won't be origin stories anymore. Right. Yes. Like, you can actually get more in right. the meat of things right, right off the bat. And you get the, and, and the secret to no one, because they showed it, and, and the reveal of the Winter Soldier, played by the same actor who played Bucky from the original yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so, at least the fight choreography in Winter Soldier is spot on. Good. That, that's right. all they demoed. Um, that's, that's well along its development. They had. Footage from Guardians of the Galaxy, which has only been in production for 10 days, and they screen footage from it. Apparently, they, they smashed it together really fast. So they had some scenes with Star-Lord in it. They had Karen Gillian, who mm. plays who played uh, Amelia Pond, mm-hmm. on stage. She's playing Nebula, who is a oh, wow. purple, bald, hairless, and she, halfway through the panel... Took off her wig because she shaved her head for the role. Ooh. She was oh, for it. wow. Wow. It's like, no, don't shave off the red hair. Oh. It comes back. It comes it'll back. Grow, it'll <laughs> grow back. It'll take her a few years, yeah. but it'll grow yeah, back. She had like past shoulder length red yeah. hair, but yeah. she is like, no bald cap for her. It's like, nope, we, we, we've shaved it off. And wow. It's committed to the role. That's, so. I was going to say, that's commitment. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. awesome. Good for her. Yeah, that'd be fun. So well, I have to admit, for for the paycheck, if I had the skill set and I was collecting the paycheck that would most likely be written for a role like that, uh, this is a, I a would major film. This probably could be your... right. I would probably right. shave my head too. The only question is, how many sequels do you have to sign right. up for? You right. might be bald for a long okay. time. Hey, you <laughs> don't have to shave for your head for the second one. They can always use a bald cap for the second one. Exactly. You've got to do it for the well, first one. Well, now I'm a star. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Stars use bald caps. Exactly. So. <laughs> 
if they can make Guardians of the Galaxy with you know Groot, the the living tree, right, and Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Star Lord. That always makes it, me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't because know. It's Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Rocket it's... Raccoon just makes me think of Underdog for right. some reason. Yeah, as like, well it should. Underdog is here. They need so to, if, if they can make that, maybe change his name <laughs> nope. or like don't refer to him as Rocket Raccoon. Maybe just call him as like the Raccoon. Yeah, the Raccoon with uh, a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring the Raccoon? Yeah. Oh. But if they can make that work. They can make that entertaining. If they can make that appealing to a mass audience, then they're doing it right. Yeah, but they, they have they have set themselves a challenge. I'll I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, same thing with Ant Man. I mean, we as you know followers of the Marvel universe understand Henry Pym, mm-hmm. super scientist, up there with Reed Richards and Tony Stark. But the rest of the viewing public sees. Ant Man? What? Is he? Does, is he an ant? Does he have the ant pincher head? What? Exoskeleton? He, what are we doing? Does he? Does I, he? Does he control ants with his mind like Aquaman? <laughs> I think that'll be pretty self-evident as soon as he shrinks into the tiny, tiny, tiny guy. Tiny, tiny, right. So I think this will. This will. Ant Man will be all about the teaser trailer. Yeah, they'll uh, need to sell it from the get-go. Yeah, right? get something in there where he does something awesome, where he's tiny but has all of his strength of the full size, which is his thing. Yeah. Is he small? But he has well, maintains all of his strength. But also remember, like, think about the Avengers. How many times in the Avengers did they call the Hulk the Hulk? Almost never. They almost never refer to him like Banner. that. And they can do the same thing with Ant Man. It was always Banner mm-hmm. and the other guy. Right. It's and, also be, mm-hmm. and so he'll be Henry. Right. He'll be Henry he'll be or he'll be Pym. Or and, and somebody will make a reference to to that. But I mean we uh, see a lot of the and movies. You can do a smart ass moment now. with Tony Stark of hey Ant Man, get over yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. Stark? Really? And then, you know, I mean, even in X Men they didn't call the beast the beast. Right. You know? So they really so. they Hollywood it up. But, I mean, but at the same time, it, they can make it work because Mystique was Mystique. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, but Mystique's a cool name. That sounds like a cool name. Mystique <laughs> is a cool name. Yeah. Magneto could have come across as wacky. Magneto's fine. He. Magnet- I think it was fine because Ian McKellen was in the role. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And gave it that. gravitas. Well, yeah. And he just <laughs> murdered like a bunch of people. Right. It's like, call me Magneto. Okay. okay. I will call, call you, you whatever, whatever you, you want, want, buddy. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. So. Here's something. So we've got plenty of stuff in you know the phase two, and then the people are always wildly speculating. Well, it's going to be Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, Ant Man is still not a confirmed thing. I'm pretty sure. I think it's one that's still they've, they've shown art for the logo, so that's a fairly good nod that they're planning to do. Because at the same time they announced Thor: The Dark World, they, they showed the Ant Man logo, and they would need to have him for there to be an Ultron. Right. So right. I see where they're headed. It makes sense. There's some stuff, yeah. I mean, obviously, they have such a huge cast of characters that they could draw from. And they definitely, you know, jumped down the list for Guardians of the Galaxy. So here's one of the things that that I'm wondering, and it would be interesting, and I I don't know. Do we know if if Disney Marvel is doing this? Because we saw it in in the planning and leading up to the Avengers. They claim that all this is very carefully planned. Well, okay, so then you see this. We see Thor Dark World coming out. We see the next movies. And so I'm wondering if they're taking the way they did in Phase 1 and they're saying, here's the chapter. Here's a chapter on Thor. So the chapters of the novel, chapter on Thor, chapter on 
chapter on Captain America, chapter on Iron Man, chapter on Hulk, and kind of pulling things through. And so you get the full storyline, mm-hmm. the way that you pull it in, and then here's where they come together in a team again. And, and, that's, those, and that worked very well so. for the initial yeah. Avengers, so here's hoping they do it right. all over Something again. With that. But, yeah. but it is one of those things where you wonder if you're going to have to, they could put those little vignettes in there, and in phase one, it was always at the end of the film, or it right. was always right. right. So and you, it was you, always it Fury, was, Nick Fury, who was tying it all and, together. And, Usually. and, yeah, and providing you that. Colston. Here's, yeah. you know, here's, oh, yes. We found it. Here's 20 seconds, right? So are they going to get to that point where in their, when they're writing chapters, they're going to give you this vignette? So say you didn't like Thor as a character, you didn't like the Thor movies. If you don't see the Thor movie, you're actually missing something. Right. That would contribute, maybe not overpower it, but would contribute to the Captain America story. Right. That would contribute to the next Hulk story. Well, and then they have this other tool at their disposal now, if it succeeds, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Right. They could put all kinds of story development in there. Right. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. touches all of them pretty much. It could flesh out a lot. So that would be a very interesting new way for a, a movie house to continue their franchise but it was also interesting and you know i won't go into what happens but at the end that the teaser at the end of iron man 3 was not one of those continuations leading to one Mm -hmm. of the next movies it was just a nod to the avengers right Mm -hmm. so that was a little different from how they did it the first go around where each one led to the next right um this one and we'll have to see so So. i think thor is the next one right dark world it's in november November. so we'll have to see what the teaser if that one's actually going directly tie to either avengers 2 or to winter soldier or if it's just going to be its own thing i'm just thinking you know when you read chapters in a book sometimes they'll give you here's a few pages about x Mm -hmm. and it's not the primary focus of that chapter or it's ancillarily related to well, but, one thing and so I wonder if it's not going to be teasers anymore. If it's not going to be teasers at the end, if they're going to start interweaving it. Right into the story. Yeah, now that they're Where all on the team Banner together. shows up for a scene. Yeah. And talks about something that's important to a movie. That plot forward may also be a hook into another movie. Sure. Because they, they said that they uh, signed, what's the actor's name? Which does, one? does uh, Bruce Banner? Raphael. Raphael. Ruffalo. Uh, Ruffalo. 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 Yeah, sorry. Um, signed him to a five movie deal. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, five Hulk movies? Like, no. no. Five he's, movie he, deal. And he's not going to, it wasn't starring roles. He just says, you will be in five movies. So they may be sprinkling that character around, around. to be the through line. Yeah. I, 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 that's good because I think he works much better. I think the character of the Hulk and Banner work a lot better than their own movie with the major storyline of you yeah, know, Hulk he, on the run. Right. Hulk yeah. smash. Right. Well, yeah. him and uh, him and um, Black Widow. Right. Had I thought had a really good. Yeah. 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 Good scene. So, what if they do a Black yeah. Widow movie and put the Hulk in it? Yeah. Well, they should. Black Widow was, was definitely in the Captain America scene that they uh, screened. Yeah, but why doesn't she get her own movie? Like, why can't she just have her movie? <laughs> Everyone could, else, totally she happen. has little teeny pieces. Barry reports Edgar Wright is attached to direct the Ant-Man film, and uh, pre-visualization and storyboards have been demoed. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So there's definitely development going on there. Cool. So, huge mountain of uh, Marvel Disney Empire. Yeah. I'm actually rooting for DC to get their act together, and... I'd like to see it somewhat. I don't know. I'm, I'm really torn on them because they I'm have willing some... to wait. 
They have some just god awful characters in DC. There's <laughs> <laughs> god awful characters in Marvel. Exactly. They are, and they've successfully. I mean, they they've Rocket, avoided raccoon, them. Um, well, that's yeah. I mean, this know, is where I'm yeah. like, oh boy. I mean, the only up until this point, the only ones I thought was god awful was the Fantastic Four. So, and because those movies were terrible, they were god awful. Uh, Punisher also was kind of god awful. Yeah, one of the many, yeah. many iterations. Yeah, yes. choose your iteration. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they no before Marvel really got their act together they made some pretty terrible dreck um, yes and because of that we're, we're all fragmented now so the X-Men are off with Fox and Spider-Man's off with Sony so okay we, yeah Barry's right Daredevil was god awful oh yes yeah. oh yeah actually Daredevil looked great when you compared it to Elektra oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like wow Daredevil was a pretty good film <laughs> No, Marvel has had their share of screw-ups. Yeah. Uh, but since getting the cinematic universe underway and having the, the unifying story arcs in Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3 ideas, yeah. they seem to be holding the ship on course more or less. I, I will also go to Black Void uh, with Talia. I agree a Planet Hulk, Hulk movie would, would be, be great. Would be awesome. Mainly because it would lead to World War Hulk, yes. which is an incredible storyline. Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about a team-up movie? Yeah. Yeah. There you so, go. Well, that one. I mean, to set all that up, though, you would need to introduce Doctor Strange, right. and you need to have a viable Reed Richards as well. Right. And there's, you know, there's talk about them. them they've they've brought the Fantastic Four home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got the rights back. For right. It. They've been talking about casting an African American as Johnny Storm. Which is interesting because his sister is still Caucasian. I was going to say, yeah, does that, that mean so, Sue is going to be in Because that'd be they fine. Have, they have to do both. They yeah. can't do one. They can't do one. They can't do one. Or they rewrite it where they're not siblings anymore, which well, kind of destroys dumb. part of that's the, the whole no, part of the background and storyline. Yeah. That was an interesting bit of news. But you okay. could do both. Yeah, both. There's no problem. Do both or both. Yeah. It's just, you know. So I'd be interested to see if part of phase three is them relaunching a better Fantastic Four. Yeah. And getting Doctor Strange in there because they are vital to a lot of the story. Yeah. The big, the big fan adored stories out there involve a lot of these right. characters. Right. They, they can all they need to do is give them one movie. Well, I don't even to, know if you need a Fantastic Four movie. I think you just need to get Reed Richards introduced somewhere in one of the movies and just have him because a lot of times he's just like, "Hi, I'm super smart, and this is what I think we should do," and that's that's all he really can. Also, I'm very bendy. I don't need the stretchy, you know, cutesy stuff from him. Strange, I think, is the tough one because that introduces magic. Right, yeah. which is totally different from anything else they've had up to this point. So, and again, the they've led the way with the animated movies. There's a great animated Doctor Strange origin movie that Marvel has produced. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic storytelling. Um, I would I'd say it's up there with the the DC Warner Brothers okay. ones. Um, which is because Marvel hasn't done nearly as much fun stuff with the anime. So no. they like to do motion comics, which are like yeah. really cheap money grabs. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I own the comic. I don't need to see it moving slightly across the screen while someone reads the dialogue. Right, right. No. Give me a real freaking animated feature. Movie, yeah. So the Doctor Strange one was, was quite good. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. So... Comic-Con avalanche of, of nerdy, in this case, movie goodness, goodness because, yes. because what, what Comic-Con mm-hmm. has become in San Diego is Hollywood. Let's talk to you about our movie and TV. So there is great hope for fantastic nerd entertainment coming our way. Absolutely. Here's hoping they don't lose their way or drop the ball or otherwise <sighs> screw the pooch. Um, yes, it is time for a break. 
I'm getting the time T signal from my, ah, from my loving wife. So, after that rant, we shall leave you with a little music, and then we will come back for the call-in topic, which, Grail, remind us what that is. Uh, alpha games. Are you willing to pay for them? Have you paid for them? What was your experience? Yeah, what was your experience? Awesome. Warm up your copies of Skype. Point them at the GnomeWise account. That's G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E on Skype. And we'll be back right after this. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com in the Nerds with Opinions segment, which involves Skype, us, and you. And, of course, we have the overachievers that uh, dialed in during the break. Uh, oh, unbearded one, because bearded one, be quiet. Uh, you're on the air. Who's calling? This is True. True. How hey, are you, True. How's it going, guys? Good. It's all right. Back on the air. Well, yeah. well uh, I can say one game I definitely uh, paid into an alpha for that wasn't supposed to be an alpha, Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that was a stealth alpha. <laughs> you had no way of knowing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, actually I did, because I actually had paid $30 six weeks prior to get into the beta, because hmm. Sony and their infinite thing, oh, we can't let you download the client, you have to buy discs, and it's only going to cost you, you uh, $20 for the discs and $10 for shipping, and then six weeks later it says, oh yeah, we're going to launch the game, oh. and you have to buy the game again. Oh, oh thanks guys. Wow. And I can't believe I actually bought it. So not, not a good experience is what you're saying. Uh, no, it's probably the number one reason I will never buy into another. I will never pay for a beta test ever again, and I will almost. And I'm very careful about buying MMOs that I don't have some sort of free trial to try first. Yeah, yeah, that's become the Good norm. Policy. The norm expectation is, you know, show me this. Yeah, universe. show me the goods. Show me the money, and then yeah. I'll decide whether or not it's worth actually hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too many bad MMO launches. Too many, too many gun shy consumers these days. Yeah, yeah, because you you dump money into you know there was Galaxies and then there was you know Old Republic, and it launched well. Yeah, it just kind of petered out. Yeah, quickly. you can't make a claim that it's an alpha, but it no, was everything was absolutely functional. Yeah. The stories yeah. were complete. You could level yeah. to max level, right, right. and it was no fun. Delay. It was yeah. it was yeah. fun. It just. It just at some out. point, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was yeah. just no real end game to it, and it no, no real stamina. way to stamina, and had yes. no yeah. way. To, yeah, it had no stamina. Had no staying power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Galaxies half the guns didn't work, and uh, the uh, har- your harvesters would randomly just keel over and die. So <laughs> that's, just, that's just the ennui function. That was a harsh, <laughs> harsh environment. Yeah, I was right. going to say, right. isn't, that, isn't that just a reaction to whether or not you are strong with the force? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> This new thing, forced depression, and it's just yeah. it, it's serious depression. It goes immediately from feeling yeah. normal to suicide. Yeah. So I take it then on the the Steam summer sale, you didn't pick up any of those that were in the alpha state. Uh, honestly, neither Corball or Prison Architect really interest me. Okay. And it's like just didn't catch my fancy. It's like uh, then the fact that I've got uh, uh, I just dropped way too much money into the hex. It's a uh, Kickstarter for that alpha in a couple months. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm a little gun shy. What can I say? That makes sense. Fool me once, shame on you. Right. Fool me twice, never getting an alpha again. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I put $250 into that Kickstarter. It's like, I sure hope that's a good game. <laughs> Don't you guys have a game delivering soon? For yeah. Next? Yes, this, yes, yes, uh, we do. In uh, less than... Like what? Four days? I yeah. Guess. No, that's oh, not a Shadow beta release. Yes. Shadowrun Returns. Yeah. The full game release, not full game. Yeah, I already got the Steam keys. So, so you, you not, they didn't give beta access as a part of the package. Yeah, um, or did you? You just could get it? early access to the editor if you got to a certain level, and they actually even offered 
down the road, like you could upgrade your Kickstarter mm -hmm. funding if you wanted to. And I was like, uh, we got what we wanted. We got really what we wanted. It would cost the fact that the game exists at all. Yeah. Exactly. So I got mine. I'll have the editors, you know, in four days. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Excellent. Yeah, and I don't know if I would have liked to play that as an alpha. You no. know, I mean, I just I wanted it to be. Done. I wanted it to be the game. Yeah, yeah. you wanted to be done. Yeah, yes. I wanted to be done and ready and pretty and waited happy so and long for it. You want yeah, it to be no. perfect, cleanly functional. Yes, exactly. Oh, excellent. True. I'm gonna make room for beard. He's kicking you to the curb. Bye. Have a good week. Hey Barry, there's there's at Woodstock there was a a new. A new theme song for you. Oh, really? Yeah, Molly Lewis. It's the year of the beard. The year of the beard. Mm. I'm going to stick with Skullcrusher Mountain. It's such a good song. <laughs> I just noticed on Twitter. Reginald's, Reginald's theme tune will be year of the beard then. Yeah. Uh, my phone's going off. Is that what that was? Yeah, that's my uh, my uh, text message sound is R2-D2. Uh, Nerd. Got it. Um, All I could think to myself was he has some sort of weird Android device in his room that he's programmed to be R2-D2, and I don't want to know what it's Quiet, doing. Quiet, R2. I'm on the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go back in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> this R2 unit has a bad motivator. <laughs> Anyways, I was saying, Paul and Storm just retweeted Wired Magazine tweet about George R. R. Martin and Neil Gaiman fighting with them at, uh, at nice. Woodstock. So it made it all the way to Wired. Mm. Yeah. I've got good <laughs> audio of that, but it's a visual joke, so it doesn't really travel well over yeah. podcast. I was laughing when uh, I actually said it in the IRC when you guys were um, uh, talking about it earlier. I was uh, on my computer at the time, and people backstage were uh, Instagramming pictures and putting them up, and I have a Instagram stream thing on my desktop now. And it was funny because I follow enough people that I was getting a picture from that side of the stage, and then I was getting a picture from the <laughs> other side of the stage, and I was getting a picture from the audience, and I'm like, I know a lot of people that are at Woodstock right now. <laughs> I follow them all on Instagram, apparently. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of funny. And I actually think at one point I saw a picture of someone uh, on the left side of the stage, and in the, on the right side of the stage you could see the other person taking their Instagram picture <laughs> nice. at the same time. Did you see the the UAT student in the camera rig in either of those? Because he was right in the wings there. Probably, yeah. I, I was I was mostly looking for the other person that I... But I could probably go back and look. They were doing their full professional DV. Black yeah. pants, black shirt, black fading, shoes. Fading into like, the background. Like, to pay no attention to me. Yep, I'm just... Dressed in black, this particular uh, guy also has black hair. Yep. So <laughs> literally, it was like, other than the fact that you know he had white skin, he was just would have faded completely yep. away. Mm. So Barry, you you stand by a second because I snuck someone else on the call. Hi, who's calling? Me? You? It's me. Yes, it's Talia. Um, Talia. Hey, Talia. How have you been? Thanks. Uh, hey. good. Uh, I've missed you guys. You're yeah. well, it's well, so good to be back for such a long time. We we're, missed you guys too. Back. We just needed, guys. you know, a vacation yeah. for our first yeah, time in seven you years. You went to all those fun places, and you brought me nice MP3s tomorrow for me to listen on the plane. So, oh, yeah, yeah. our work our work here is done. Exactly. Where are you mm -hmm. going tomorrow? I'm going on a holiday. Oh, nice. I'm awesome. I'm going to the, the sunny 30 degrees Celsius uh, Hungary, so oh. that's yeah. cool. cool. Give Hungary our regards. <laughs> we well, know they listen. Yep. yep there, there are people. There are listeners there. Always. I'm sure of it. Sure. Um, well, so what about you? Alphas? Do you pay for alphas? Yes. Yeah. Mm. You're, okay. if you're, 
I think we need those because I, I, at this moment I am, I've paid for Divine Divinity and Dragon Commander because okay. they're both made by Larian Studios, which is a Belgian studio, and I live in Belgium, so I have to support those guys. Right. <laughs> it's a law. It's a law. I support uh, the, the newest War Machine because War Machine has got an, um, a Kickstarter out, yeah. which mm-hmm. is really awesome and it's war machine it's mechs fighting each other and i have a thing for mechs <laughs> and, have you seen pacific rim yet uh, 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've stumbled upon something it was the robot fighting was really good the robot fighting was, i just wished i just wish he made the russians more awesome because they were it, i wanted more of the russians i thought I want more, Chern- it, it's like channel alpha was pretty this, damn awesome it, Look at these awesome Russian mechs, and the first fight, it's like, poof, dead. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is that the first time you get to see the Russians fight, they're fighting the oldest mech, right. the heaviest mech, but it has the least capabilities and the least right, agility, it was, it was and it's going up mech. against... The a, latest bad guys. It's going and, up against the very latest bad guys, so I'm not surprised they got their butts kicked based on and, how they set and, it up and in the, the storyline. the whole thing was completely idiotic, but... Uh, ugh, uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can, can I can I ask you can I ask you something? You may. When you when you saw the World Council in effect, didn't you immediately think, okay, they hired that actor because he looks exactly like the latest Republican candidates? Yes. Okay. He looked exactly like um, who was that guy? Uh, Romney. Oh yeah, Mitt Rob- Romney. Uh, very, very forgettable. But no, he, he freaking looked exactly like him. Of course he did. That was that was. And, a, a and total by the way, I'm sorry for everyone. Spoilers. This one is only a couple weeks out. But yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's but, big monsters versus robots. We yeah. haven't seen it either. But I'm and not. I'm also supporting planetary annihilation because oh, I yeah. think you guys mentioned it. Total annihilation. Right. Is planetary annihilation its descendant? It's, yeah. It, it's it's. The guys, it's basically a spiritual successor, right. somewhat. Okay. It's, it's another. It allows me. It allows RTS. me to drop huge colonies and asteroids on planets. Right. Ooh. And as a as a forty k fan, drivers, I, have baby. A, I have a hard on for exterminatus. So. <laughs> Space colonization. Tell us how you really feel. No, no. But all kidding aside, I think we need those alphas, and I think we need those... Do they need to be public, though? Because there, no, there have no, always no, been it, alphas, they've just been internal. No, no, it, yeah. it, it's, it's another thing. Lately, we've been seeing the gaming industry having absolutely no sense of what... that, that Sometimes there, you, you, you hear things of, well, there's no, there's no public for that. No, 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 we're not going to do that. Remember... So lose, you think they're losing touch with their audience? Remember XCOM when they said no 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 there's there's absolutely no 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 right. uh, there nobody wants to play a real time strategy game of XCOM We're, we have to make it a shooter and then they made XCOM Enemy Unknown yeah yeah we don't talk so, about that game we do not speak of it yeah. <laughs> so no. this, you think this is, do you think this is an important tool for us the consumers to give early feedback that say you're going the wrong direction with this we don't want this game. Sure. We want this sure. other game. Ba- and, it's, and, it's, and it's early enough where that. they can say, okay, we'll make that other game for right. you instead. Papers, Please worked on that, on that symptom. Hmm. Papers, Please was a, was a game that was given in alpha, and the guy who made it used the feedback to improve his game. So 
we need that alpha. We need that. I'd never, course, I would not have thought about it in that way, but it makes complete sense to me now that you've pointed if, that out to me. If they listen. If they listen, yes. I mean, And assuming people give sensible they, feedback. Sure. If they're a large studio and they've put, or even a small studio, but they've put such a percent of their effort and their, their capital into developing this particular game mm-hmm. and the you know maybe they don't consider the the alpha response to be statistically significant significant you could find them you know basically poo-pooing the feedback as it were and, and then and they wind sure. up with a game like sim city you wind up you wind up with a game that doesn't yeah. sell how, how do you screw it up so. how, how who 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 was in that meeting saying Oh yeah, always online. That works. <laughs> Who? They that? said we saw it with Diablo three. It doesn't work yet. I believe in always online. I think it can work in fifteen, twenty years, maybe. But we're not there oh. yet. It, it, oh my god! <laughs> just, just. Well, Polly has such ill-formed opinions. I tell you. Yeah, but yeah. here's the problem. I work in constructions, and I sometimes I'm in meetings, and people say things, and then sometimes people say stupid things, and then always somebody will say, okay, that's not really thought out. You can do it better like that. And then I see the gaming industry, and I see them making these kinds of decisions where I think, isn't there anybody who was in that meeting, and trust me, each meeting will at least have 20 people that, who say, that stood up and says, look, this is not going to work. This is kind of silly what you're doing. Yeah, this is and not then, what the, the customers actually want to play. Well, that or at least somebody should have stood up and said, let's talk about the worst case scenarios. What, what could possibly go wrong horribly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because that's exactly what occurred for them. Oh, so God, yes. you think somebody would have stood up and said, what if our servers go down? What if we don't have capacity? What if we can't have all these various things that will prevent people from playing our game and we'll get a crap ton of negative press? Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's they didn't like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an engineer, and the basic idea of an engineer is expect the, expect the worst, hope for the best. Right. But expect the Plan worst. Plan for the worst. Design for the worst. Or design for the worst. So, indeed, somebody has to stand up in these, in these meetings and say, look, what's the worst thing that can happen? Not from the, a, the problem is, is that in a lot of, um, I would say, software development and in gaming companies, people aren't standing up that way effectively. Well, now they have some things they can point to and I hope they'll, they'll feel better about standing up and saying, do you want your game to be a Spore or a SimCity or a Diablo 3 or do you in, want to have a good launch and a, a game that people can play? Because those were games that people wanted to play. And the gameplay, SimCity not so much, but the gameplay was fairly solid. Mm-hmm. And people just weren't able to access it because of stupidity. Right. Sometimes, though, it takes a lot of guts to be the one person who dissents, I guess, when you're a part of a team. Everyone else. When everyone else is going with the flow, and you know you're the one person who's going against the the team, or or you're the guy you're having those conversations in the side, but everybody else looks at you and goes, "Man, you might be able to say that, but I don't want to get canned." Exactly. I don't want to be the one who's going to rock this boat because this VP or this VP or this VP or whatever are basically saying. We're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's why a lot of these things get done is so, because people won't stand up for what, not only themselves sometimes, but sometimes their fellow 
coworkers right. also believe that, but they just they can't. They, they, they won't be the one, they, yeah, and they don't. They won't, they won't be that one do. person. But after that's one, that's why you that that's why you need those alphas. No, that's I like why you I like need that those idea. those things that the person on in the, the person in the meeting can stand up and says, "Look, we made a survey, and people said this." People said this. People say we want more of this. We want improvement of that. Sure, and we want, to, we want to get rid of this other yeah. thing that sucks. That's why you need those alphas. You you basically need those alphas so people can in in meetings can say we, we have that. We have we data. Drop this. You have you have data. That that's basically it. You need that data because from real people. I've seen too many people make too many stupid mistakes because they believe something. Right. And I think it's well. You saw them referring to when they were. Talking about the design decisions for SimCity. So, well, the designers made a choice that they wanted it to be this way. And we want to honor the, the, the choices of the designers. Like, well, the designers chose poorly. Right. And chose a game that nobody wants to play. So yeah, but- putting it up as the reason why you're not willing to change these things in the face of people saying, we hate it, we hate it, we hate it, it's pretty dumb. Well, yeah. It always it, it always reminds me of that line I, I read in Star Wars, and it's it's a stupid line, but it, it's Indeed. in Star it's in one of the the Star Wars books, and he says the difference between an error and a mistake is that everybody can make an error, but it only becomes a mistake if you're unwilling to correct it. And this is something that I'm missing so much in gaming this gaming in the game industry these days of people making stupid mistakes, and we all make mistakes. Okay, that was a bad move. We're we're gonna fix it. Yeah. We're, but we're going to fix it. And that, that's, all, that's all people want. But hey, Excellent. that's why we need those alpha. Thank you for calling in, Talia. That was, you've, you've kind of sold me on the idea of the alpha. Very insightful. Excellent. Now we are nearing the end, so I'm going to send you back to faraway shores. Thank you for calling. Have fun other, and hungry. Uh, yes, you travel yeah. safely. Yeah, for sure. The other big point, though, on, on alphas though, also is, as a consumer, do you have the time, though, to deal with Right. It? Are you a good alpha yeah. tester? Yeah. Are you willing to put in the time on a, on a half-broken? Being game? in the alpha doesn't mean you're a good tester or right. can, right. Write, can write good or the, Or that you'll just even give feedback. You right. Know? Maybe you'll just, just look at it and go, like, okay, okay, this sucks. I'll come back later. <laughs> and not give feedback at all. True. So. So, Barry, did you actually want to comment on today's calling topic? Actually, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think that... Uh, he was making a lot of good points there, but the the kind of studios that are making games that have groups of people sitting around a table talking about it aren't the ones that are, you know, doing the doing this alpha kind of thing. It's a lot of these smaller studios, like um, prison. This prison architect game, I think, is just being made by like two guys or sure. two or three guys. And I I'm really kind of sold on Prison Architect. It is on sale on the Steam sale still uh, from yeah. yesterday. I think you can still get it for the next couple hours. Uh, but um, I've I've been following it for a little while and watching the videos, and they're really open about how like um, it's almost like another way of doing like a Kickstarter thing. Like there, we're just two people making this game; it's kind right. of fun. It's totally broken, but we're going to update it and fix it as we can go. But if you buy this game now, you can play it pretty much. It doesn't work perfectly, but it works pretty well, and you're contributing to the fact that we'll be able to make it better. Yeah. So it it works in that regard, I think. And I'm seriously thinking about getting Prison Architect. I, looks, I think it looks kind of fun, something to just play around with. And, I mean, think about one of the biggest games in the last couple of years. Uh, Minecraft sat in beta for years. And it's it's really simple game, and it's kind of like a sandboxy toy. But It's also it, an it, empire. Yeah, yeah, and now it's an empire. And everywhere you go, someone's like, well, you know, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft, and 
lately you're like, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I hear that a lot. Everyone's playing a lot of Minecraft, mm-hmm. it seems like. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I may pick up that Kerbal Space Program. I see so many Maybe. damn videos and posts on Reddit. It looks and... good, and it's one of those things where I'm I'm still under budget for what I was what I, what I budgeted myself. <laughs> Spend your budget; it won't so get it again I, next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't roll over, so I have to. <laughs> I haven't hit my sixty dollars yet, so uh, <laughs> gotta fill in those corners. Yeah. Jesus. When did they put him in game? Mm-hmm. I just yesterday in several games. It's he's DL- been in he's, several. Yes, yeah. DLC. DLC. <laughs> You get, that with the Holy, you get that with the Holy Trinity pack? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It goes away, but then you have to re-download it three days later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but when you download it again three days later, it's already been patched. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in pristine shape at that yeah. point. Yeah. That's the 2.0. All right, right. so that's enough uh, heresy for one show. Exactly. Uh, or is that blasphemy? I forget which is which. Anyway, uh, thank you all. For it's pr- heretical blasphemy. Yep. Best kind. All right, so you have been listening to Casually Hardcore live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Two hours of your life, to roughly two hours, depending on flash floods and lightning strikes. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Getting the broadcast rig out of a flat spin. Right. <laughs> ah, we shall return uh, next week. Now, next week, we're likely going to be in the secret mountain lair. Yeah. So we'll work out the details of who's Skyping yeah, whom yeah. and oh, okay. we'll, we'll, yeah. yep. where we yep. might be. We'll work it out. Yep. So there'll be a show of, of some form. Some proportion. And if you're interested in contributing to the research set, it is available on the Versus the World forums as a sub-forum of the Casually Hardcore forum. Just go in there, look for the Casually Hardcore research thread, and you can read it so you can see all the things, that, uh, all the links that we've talked about and some of the things we didn't have time to get to. And if you want to start contributing, just send a personal message to GnomeWise, and I will get you access to write to the forum. You can start sending us interesting links that you've scavenged from all across the web. And we love our volunteers very much and thank them for all of their efforts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Casually Hardcore. And also on Google Plus under Alpha Geek Radio. On the Twitter, the show's account is Hardcore Casuals. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. I am GnomeWise. She is Iolite underscore CH. She is Daxa CH. And he is Izzy Grail. It's an I-Z-Z-Y. Because. Just because. Because. And if you want to sponsor a segment, just visit our website. Look on the right-hand side. For five bucks, you can make us say funny things. <laughs> and that money will go towards the impending arrival of the much-needed new uh, broadcast rig. Broadcast because, damn. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio. Check out the sister feeds, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews. Alpha Geek Radio is currently overflowing with new content from both Nerdtacular and Wootstock 5.0. The Wootstock stuff in particular is pretty damn awesome. Skunk Tower Defense. Oh, yeah. Ah, I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Dexa. Yeah, I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.